1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com. We greet you at the start of another week. Bruce Hooley Show, 94.5 The Answer, 98.9 The Answer. Dayton and Columbus, happy to have you along. Love to have you participate in the program. A lot to talk about today. Uh, There is a phrase uttered usually in uh, an attempt at humor, suns out, guns out, said by by those looking at usually a male, an adolescent male who uh, wears a tank top or a sleeveless shirt when it gets hot. And the guns are not literal guns, they are the muscles, the bicep, the tricep, in the arm. Sun's out, gun's out, meaning you are flashing your muscles. Unfortunately, that phrase taken literally over the weekend in Columbus, in Dayton, and throughout our country. As on one of the first really beautiful, warm weekends of the year, the sun was out, and the literal guns were out. And we have a bunch of shooting victims. And we have a mass shooting at a church in California. A mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. And a mass shooting done repeatedly in Milwaukee, where there were what nine different shooting incidents over the weekend. Some of them around an NBA playoff game, others across the city. The ones that Tug on our heart, of course, are the ones where the most people die, and that is the case in Buffalo, where a clear racist young man, not a man, he's a young punk, went into a supermarket in a black neighborhood, and it appears prioritized killing black people. He is idiotically, moronically, inexcusably racist. And I would have no problem if he were summarily executed in a public fashion, because I think that's the only way we're going to deter these kinds of things from happening in our country in the rare cases where mass shooters like him, like the New York subway shooter, and maybe not even a shooter like Daryl Edward Brooks in Waukesha, Wisconsin, when their motives are racist or antisocial and they are undertaking activity meant to induce mass panic and take away innocent human lives. I have no problem squaring my pro-life views, my anti-abortion views, with my support for immediate and fatal punishment of those who undertake these kinds of hate-filled activities. I don't know the motivation. I don't know if it's true that this 18-year-old kid in Buffalo was radicalized online during the pandemic. Certainly possible. But there is no excuse for his activities. And we will find, as we are finding now, that he was someone who, like the uh, Parkland, Florida shooter, and like almost every other mass shooter out there, Mass killer out there, anti-social psychopath out there, displayed ample warnings in advance that he was capable of doing something like this. It's a complex evaluation, though, as to whether to lock those people up, because in an era where the director of our FBI goes to school boards and sends investigators to school board meetings and... Starts investigations of parents expressing concern about curriculum. I certainly do not want to cede to the government the ability to imprison someone and mark them as a danger to society simply because they might say something that the government would disagree with. That's a power I'm not comfortable giving away. But we would certainly love to see the end of these kinds of incidents because they are all too familiar and exceedingly depressing. And the way they are reported does nothing but drive a whataboutism that serves no one. And We can talk about how they are treated differently in the media and they are inarguably treated differently in the media depending upon who the victims are and who the Perpetrator is they are not only treated differently in the media, they are treated differently by our president, who will take advantage of the political opportunity to go to Buffalo as soon as he possibly can and sound the alarm about ultra MAGA and racial extremism among white supremacists, which certainly applies in this case in Buffalo but was equally applicable to Daryl Edward Brooks in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which was memory-hold in the media, and Joe Biden didn't even call the victims in Waukesha. So, I try to present a balanced view here, and as is the case in many, many things, more than one thing can be true at once. There is no justification for what happened in Buffalo. There is no justification for an eight-year-old girl being shot at Wineland Park in Columbus on Saturday night. Yet it continues. And the warmer it gets, and the the more daylight there is, and the more desperation there is in an era where everything consequential to most people's lives continues to escalate in price, and we have a political power structure in Washington that can't own a single mistake it has made and plays the blame game in all things, it does not do anything to cool, to pacify the anger out there. And anger out of control manifests itself in violent incidents, the likes of which we saw all across Ohio in Columbus, in Dayton, I have no doubt, in Cincinnati and in Cleveland, too. Over the weekend, the 8-year-old girl shot in the abdomen Saturday night at Wineland Park thankfully is going to be okay after surgery at Nationwide Children's Hospital. She was shot because a 28-year-old Reynoldsburg man, Torrence Ahart, said he was firing a warning shot because his sister had been cut in a fight where... Two groups of women were fighting with knives and mace. Fantastic. Of course, late April, early May, we had a 20-year-old shot and killed at a park in Columbus, a 19-year-old, and then another 19-year-old and a 17-year-old wounded. But boy, if you drive on the streets of Columbus in an ATV and pull a wheelie, Andrew Ginther will shut you down in a heartbeat. I guess baby steps, Andy. Once you get those raucous, noisy kids off the street, maybe then it'll become a big priority for you to curb quite possibly a third straight record-setting year in homicides. Saturday night, I-71 North Morse Road. 56-year-old shot, died. This is a common theme. This morning on 104, guy shot, crawls out of his car, shot multiple times, found lying in the highway, 33 years old, happened at 2.30 a.m., he died. Same thing, Dayton, Ohio, Sunday afternoon. People pulling out of a drive through on North James McGee Boulevard. They're shot. Two people shot. One in life-threatening condition. No suspects. Car crashes into a house. House not greatly damaged, but still. These kinds of incidents speak to the desperation and the hopelessness and the crime and the lack of respect for authority in our cities. On Sunday night, shooting 2,000 block of Kohler Avenue in Harrison Township near Dayton. Guy gets out of his car, comes out firing, hits a woman in the arm. Thankfully, she's not in a life-threatening situation. So, uh, that is uh, the little bit of the crime rundown. All involving guns, none the gun's fault. It's just that people are exceedingly desperate and exceedingly angry and so Joe Biden will go to to uh Buffalo. He's not gonna go to Wisconsin. I'm crazy. And he will uh, he will ratchet up the temperature. It's really sad when we look at a shooting like happened at a church in Orange County, California, where one person died and five were wounded, and we think of that as a good result. But it was a better result than could have happened because the parishioners at this church accosted the gunman, hogtied him, and kept him from doing more damage than he was clearly intent upon doing. Uh, This was done by a 60-year-old Taiwanese man. The group of people were also Taiwanese. So this thought not to be racially motivated. So get ready for it. It's going to be quite a summer. We had the George Floyd provocation two years ago. Now we have inflation... Economic hardship as the motivation this year. You can participate in the Bruce Hooley Show conversation by calling 844 TALK 989. 844 TALK 989. You can also watch the show and send us a message on Facebook. The Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page live streams the show. Every day, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 98.9 and 94.5 The Answer in Columbus and in Dayton. In the aftermath of the horrific shooting in Buffalo, where 10 people were killed and three were wounded, the narrative online is that Kyle Rittenhouse is the reason why this happened, because Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of shooting people, killing people in Kenosha, Wisconsin during BLM riots. And many, 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 many blue check marks on Twitter are saying things like, ah, the Kyle Rittenhouse effect is now coming home to roost. Um, George McKelvey is the head of the Oregon Democratic Party. Gregory McKelvey, rather. Is, ah His uh, Twitter bio starts with his pronouns, he, him. Uh, he is the vice chair of the Oregon Democratic Black Caucus. And he tweeted, black people are being gunned down is what happens when society lifts Rittenhouse up as a hero and treats Colin Kaepernick as a villain. Uh, as I say often, uh, two, sometimes more than two things can be true at once. What is true is that Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of shooting and killing people in self-defense in Kenosha, Wisconsin. What is also true is that he did not shoot any black people. And that he went to Wisconsin, uh, stupid though the decision was for someone of his age to take to the streets as a vigilante policeman. He went to Wisconsin and defended a used car lot owned by... A minority, not a white person, so uh mr McKel- McKelvey and many other blue check marks are wrong and are stupid and are ratcheting up the hatred in our company in our country at a time when more measured responses and deeper introspection on why young people are doing these kinds of things or people are doing these kinds of things would be a much better use of their time and would contribute much more to the possibility that I hope we all share, which is that we would like for these kinds of things to end. So, am I to believe that the nine shootings, the three people killed, the 17 wounded in Milwaukee over the weekend, was the result of Kyle Rittenhouse-inspired... Motivation? I find that hard to believe. I would bet you that in Milwaukee, if they ever do find the people who did these multiple shootings, downtown around the arena where the Milwaukee Bucks were playing a basketball game, I bet they will find that the shooters are of different races and backgrounds. And that the motivation for it was probably anger out of control. So this is my issue with people who try to offer simplified knee-jerk reactions to all of this and blame it on something that happened in the past that has absolutely nothing to do with it because the connecting supposed motivation does not at all have similarities that give any kind of veracity at all to those comparisons. There's no doubt this kid in Buffalo deserves to die for his crimes. There's no doubt at this point in time, nothing points to any motivation other than racial hatred. His parents see their picture and you think, well, they don't look like they raised a radicalized nut job. But, I don't mean to be the kind of person who diminishes the tragedy of the moment and tries to dismiss it with some long view trying to get at the societal causes of something like this. But there is a conversation to be had and and a a worthwhile pursuit of what precipitated this to be had in how an 18-year-old can devalue human life so much that he could drive to a town 200 miles away and indiscriminately fire and kill people he doesn't even know. That's definitely something that we need to figure out and get our arms around. And I would submit that when thought leaders, when influencers, are out there doing the kinds of things that this Democratic head of the Oregon Party, Oregon Democratic Party are doing, saying that this kid in Buffalo is motivated by Kyle Rittenhouse, Joe Biden going to Buffalo, which he unquestionably will talk about white supremacy and the danger of white supremacy. And why is he doing that? Is he doing it more because white supremacy is the overriding cause of mass shootings and mass killings in our country? Or is he doing it because it is a useful incident? to underscore his clearly purposeful campaign to exonerate himself for his multiple failings because of ultra-maga. See, this is a very useful incident for Joe Biden. Oh, I'm sure he's just terribly broken up about it. But it plays into his ultra-maga rhetoric. And so he will go, and his press secretary will underscore that he's right about these things all along.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.